The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. All right. We're going we're going a little crazy this week, gentlemen. Uh, I've been wanting to do this show for a while, and this is going to be our dedicated current state of the UFO phenomenon episode. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Joined by a very, very old friend of ours, Mr. Frank the Engineer. Thank you. He doesn't, look, he doesn't look that old. No, no, no. He is. He has a special... He's one of those... Uh, he drinks the baby blood. Benjamin, Benjamin yeah. Button syndrome. That, going on, yeah. Well, that and also the adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, yeah, big adrenochrome guy. You gotta... Let me get some. Yeah, it's really good shit. Um, Frank is actually 74 years old, which is amazing. And we're also joined by another very, very close friend, um, been on the show a few times, Mr. Johnny Dunn. It's not real uh, applause. God, don't he, do. I watched him hit a button. Theater of the mind, man. Don't ruin it. All right. We're trying to keep it going here. Not old, though. Thank you. Not old. No. You're getting there, but you're yeah, looking good. Thanks. Um, you joined me recently. Oh, your hair's not blonde anymore. It's there. It's just... It's you went bright blonde right for a while. I think it just... Uh, it's a gray mask. Check this shit out, dude. That looks good. Oh, oh nice. I went nutter butter. Oh. Nice. I like that. Let me say it again. Okay. Boom. That's good. Dig Boom. it. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, mine, mine uh, just grew out, I think. I don't know. It's still there. Well, should we... Let's right. let's not talk UFOs. Let's talk hair. Yeah, let's do it. You know, let's scrap. I got all these hair, notes. Hair routines. Let's yeah. scrap them. So I invited you guys. We're just gonna talk about the strike. <laughs> just the strike. <laughs> either of you guys in SAG? Um, no, but thank you guys for coming. Um, things are really exploding in the uh, the UFO. I'm not gonna call it UAPs. Let's call it UFOs. I you agree. know, whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah, it all makes me comfortable. Yeah. But things are getting very very active in the world here. Frank has been into it for a very long time, yeah. as I have, and, and Johnny has kind of like a a new budding interest. Yeah. But I've always been adjacent, but I've I've only recently started like uh, watching everything that you send me or comes across my uh, my your plate. Per- yeah, well, there's a you know if you open up Google or Bing or whatever, like your news fit feed is going to be based on what you watch. Oh, so it's like all that stuff now, which is part of the problem with why we're so dumb in the country because <laughs> yeah. we're just fed what yeah. we want to see yeah, with yeah, no yeah. opposing opinions yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I quickly like I know a lot of people have basic understanding of like where UFOs have started, like how we started hearing about it in the country and the world. But I want to do a quick kind of like up to date sort of thing. Would you agree that the big interest, Frank, kind of started with Roswell? Yeah, would you agree? Yeah. I think that would be the biggest one. I think prior to that was probably a few years ago during World War II with the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that crash in Roswell was the catalyst for modern UFO lore. And in a way, it was kind of the first time that the military ever acknowledged it and then took it back immediately. But yeah, the, like the headline later, was yeah. United States Air Force you know, claims to have found a flying saucer. Correct. And then like, whoa, hold on a minute. Um, but, uh, kind of the, one of the biggest stories in American history, as far as the UFOs and like, that's when this whole cover up idea started. Yeah. Riveting. And it's worth mentioning that Jesse Marcel, who was the uh, main guy that recovered wreckage, um, to, I mean, to the day he died, he never changed his story. He said, what mm-hmm. we found there was stuff that I can't say it was ours. So yeah. 
And he came forward like 30 years in the 70s, right? Yeah, I that think Stanton Friedman was the guy that interviewed One of those kind of old okay. school UFO guys, yeah. And another uh, a big case was the, the Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana. Do you know that story? When, I know it briefly, but yeah. you can. March of yeah. 1967, it was a nuclear facility, and there was a, um, a captain with the U.S. Air Force. His name was uh, Robert Salas. And he was on duty and got a report from the guards. He was down below in like the wherever you know the, where the missiles and all the. Is that the is that the the mountain range that's like a like a full bunker of nuclear anti nuclear? It might be because yeah. it was like missile defense. Yeah, like, uh, NORAD. Kind is sort it? of like that. It's in it's Borad. In... <laughs> good, good. Okay. It's Borad. Yeah. Let's just call it Borad going forward. <laughs> and uh, he was on duty. Sixty seven gets a call from his guards up. You know, up top side on the on the ground, saying that there's these lights that are kind of flying over the nuclear, uh, the nuclear facility, and this this captain um, watched as whatever it was up there shut off all of their missiles and shut off the nuclear weapons. And Flex. What's that? Flex. <laughs> oh, big time. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Big time. Which some would consider an act of war. Um, mm-hmm. And that's very well chronicled. And like I think over the course of that six days, like thirty. 30 missiles were just shut down out of nowhere yeah. and wow. pretty, pretty wild shit. Right. And that was, you know, it feels like there's been a lot of sightings post-World War II around mm-hmm. nuclear facilities. So yeah. something to that. Um, and then things have been, I feel like since what, since the eighties and nineties, it's been mostly conspiracy theory talk when it comes to this shit. I think it, 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 it got, fr- well, that could also be part of the narrative is the CIA sort of pop, you know, tried to push these guys towards fringe in order to jumble up the the you know credibility and the narrative, but it, Absolutely. It, it also was very entertaining. So sure, you know, there's a reason why uh, Coast to Coast is a wildly popular show is because it's fun to listen to these yeah. kooks yeah. talk about stuff. Because yeah. your your sensible mind tells you this is ridiculous, yeah. but then mm-hmm. the little kid in you is like, but what? Yeah, if? and and also the perfectly. Uh, observable person with two, per, with observant person with two eyes looking at infinity mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's it's also that's that is hard to unwrestle with like possibility yeah you know so re- reason and logic and the cia telling you that you're nuts but also looking out on a perfectly clear night is also very like intimidating to just dis, just dis, uh, dismiss it's overwhelming yeah. sometimes yeah when you think about the vastness of the universe. It's scary. You can't yeah. even yeah, you can't even over you can't even overstate it. No. You know, because the minute you you try to like summarize it, you're like, okay, well now times a hundred billion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Thank you. Right okay. And uh I think I said this on a re- uh, more recent episode, but the closest star to Earth is four point two light years away. And the speed of light is 670,600,000 miles per hour. That's the speed of light. So imagine going almost 671 million miles an hour for over four years, and that's the nearest yeah. star to Earth. Other than the sun, right? Yeah. What? Uh, no, no. The sun is, is seven, light, seven light minutes away, right? Is that what it is? I think so. That's I think too close. Is, I think Especially when it starts, it, it's, it's shooting solar it right now. Yeah, yeah it's hot heat, as fuck yeah, here. I, I, I believe it. Essentially, if the sun were to burn out, we wouldn't know for a good eight minutes. Where we are now, I feel like the sun is currently located just over Santa Monica with how hot it's been here recently. Yeah. You can reach out and touch it. Oh, absolutely. People in Arizona are like, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> it's a dry heat, my ass. Um, so, yeah, so it's mostly been like uh, just campfire stories and you know um 
unsolved mysteries and coast to coast, you know, eighties, yeah. nineties, and two thousands. But I also want to just yeah, to, just to add uh, to the timeline. Um, in the sixties, I want to say late sixties, early seventies. Um, that's when we started to see the rise of the contact tees. Mm. You know, up up until that point, it was just sightings in the sky. Are you referring to? abductees or just people that were contacted through telepathy or um, what, do you, what do you mean well i think at, at one point they were called contactees because the term abductee was kind of considered a little you know too uh, intrusive well being abducted is pretty fucking intrusive i but, agree but yeah um, but yeah so <laughs> that, I, I believe there were but yeah abductees contactees point is yeah uh, mm-hmm. it was that also fair to you know in, for full transparency that was also the decades where you know a lot of a lot of drugs were uh, being uh, consumed. Sure, sure. Did it have something to do with it? I don't know. Some people believe that the drugs, uh, and I think he mentioned it, you know, that the drugs were kind of put in the scene to kind of make, to, to discredit any kind of wild stories. Because, you know, here you have somebody, you know, re- retelling this crazy tale, and they're like, oh, I just finished taking a rip right before it. And it's like, okay, that kind of, all right. But then now is a good time for me to plug my UFO T-shirt line, <laughs> uh, contacttees.com. Oh, dude, just hit me up. Uh, God. Really, so. not the worst idea. <laughs> they only cost nineteen flartons. Uh, three easy installments. Um, uh, some would argue too that there are certain kind of drugs and certain meditative states that can get you in a place to experience these things more mm. uh, quickly or easily. I haven't experimented with any of that but have you done any of that kind of stuff frank i have i have and well i can see how that can happen you know are you referring um, to dmt or something else uh well you know one of the uh uh one of the first books i read uh, as far as like dealing with like alternate realities was this book called uh, uh, uh a separate the- reality by carlos castaneda who was uh he was a, a ucla student um he was studying uh, what's it like like the study of uh, humans. What's it called? Uh, biology or sociology? Yeah, path- uh, it was like sociology, dudeology. What's it? Anthropology. Anthropology. Thank you. There you go. So he went and the, you know the clothing store. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. It was it was around back then. Right. But yeah, so he um, you know he according to his book he went and lived with uh, this uh, native um, uh, man like a witch doctor. Uh, in the desert of Mexico for a number of months, and they did the uh, peyote ritual. And at one point, he talks about you know seeing certain entities and stuff like that. Description fit what we would now call a gray alien. Mm. So and when was this? When, when the, this... the book came out in the seventies. I want to say like seventy two, seventy three. And when was the first description of the greys? Was that was Roswell? Did they kind of describe them like that back then? They did describe them similarly. Mm-hmm. I don't think the eyes were described as big. Um, but they did describe having, you know, no, abnormally large eyes. The oval head. Uh, I think and the the, right. the, from what I remember, the Roswell description were all like chil- They kept saying children. Yeah, they, yeah, the they children. were child yeah. size. But I, I yeah. think, but the from what we have come to learn is big eyes, grays is the like uh, Streber guy. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. The yeah. cover, the cover of Communion. Yeah. Very creepy. I, I remember looking at it as a kid at, at the book grocery store, and it was a hugely. It was always there. I feel, oh, like, yeah. I feel like it was the grocery store for my whole life. <laughs> Probably the same copy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it it's wild. Crazy. I mean, the, the effect that 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 the cover of that book had on us because it came out in the in the eighties when we were kids, yeah. 
And I, I just just heard him on a podcast recently. He was on Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp's uh, podcast, Weaponized, and he was talking about the cover like of that image and how he had that painted. He hired someone to paint mm-hmm. that, and he has the original in his house, which I would love to see. You, know, you've interviewed yeah. Whitley yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, I asked him about that, and apparently cool. it, it got painted on a piece of wood. Like, oh, it's not canvas. Killer. It's like a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he said he, they kept doing it until he got the eyes right. He said the eyes were the most important part. This, like, kind of mm-hmm. dead, almost like a shark, like a great white shark eyes when they yeah. roll back. But it's wild. So, yeah, so things were kind of... Picking up steam in the 70s, 80s, 90s as far as chatter and a very fringe topic where if you talked about it a lot, you were sort of seen as a little bit crazy. It was never taken seriously Mm -hmm. by newspapers or um, news programs. Right. And then I feel like in in 2017, the New York Times posted, uh, had their article about the the Tic Tac encounters Mm -hmm. with Commander Fravor and Dietrich and, and them. What was your take? Dietrich what, like, and them. <laughs> Dietrich and them. Little, and those Dietrich, guys. Little, <laughs> a little bit of that, a little bit of this. <laughs> big, big flavor. Do you remember reading that? What, yeah, what was your yeah, take yeah. on that? Um, you know, I, I think when the my, my initial reaction was a bit cynical just because, you know, if you spend any, any amount of time looking or, you know, looking up these kind of stories on yeah. the internet, there's a lot of BS. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was one more. Uh, but you obviously, did. yeah, I, at first, you know, I was like, oh, you know, here, we, you know, I read it. Because apparently I'm like, it took place off the coast of San Diego right. in 2004, off the Nimitz, which is right. the, the warship. And mind you, that wasn't the first time that there was like video from like a government uh, entity. Uh, there was a, a video a few years before that from uh, Homeland Security, where uh, one of the planes that kind of uh, uh, watches over the, uh, the Atlantic between Puerto Rico and, and Florida they saw uh, a very similar object flying above the water and then submerge into the water and come out. But that, that, they did it. That for some reason didn't, you know, get pick up the same amount of. But steam. they released that. Yeah, yeah, that was released. But was there a name for that video? Um, yeah, I'm curious. I think you can look it up. Yeah, yeah, it should be pretty easy to to find. Um, I could have sworn that that, that, that the- video uh, because nobody in you know in the case of. Uh, Fravor, he said, you know, I saw this thing. This other, that other video, there was no, nothing to back it up. I said, like, here's, you know, somehow this video and got Fravor out. Fravor said that he engaged it. Like, he, yeah. he, he was, it came from above 80,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So it could have come from, you know, much higher. Yeah. And went from 80,000 to sea level in one second. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it's pretty fast is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. And these, um, these jets are, are covering pretty large distances uh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, in, you know, half a minute. Yeah. So if they have, from the, the way I understand it, that, you know, the jets all kind of meet up, you know, it's like when you go to the, the mall mm-hmm. and you lose your phone or something, or like you're like, meet, meet at, the ferry, at the Ferris wheel. It's called the cap point. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. R- rendezvous point mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. Cap point. So they, so they all go back, and apparently the, like the, the ship knew where their cap spot was or something. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they were engaging it, and it, the tic tac, whatever, it disappeared, disappeared. And they asked, like the home base, like, "Where is it?" And they said, "You're not going to believe this. It's at the cap point, <laughs> which was 60 miles away." <laughs> yeah. And it went there in one second and was there waiting for them. And it's a secret location. Yeah. Like the cap point, yeah. like only the 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 jets and like the um, the radio control mm-hmm. guys know. It. It's a very secret right. spot, and this thing anticipated where it's going to be, which is like really chilling when you think about it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, the implications are, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about, you know, some type of like psychic communication or whatever. I mean, who knows? These things could be reading your thoughts, your thinking, or somehow they can, you know, like nowadays there's like people who walk around with scanners and they can like swipe your credit card info mm -hmm. just by, you know, can they do something similar where they can just pick out this information, you know, if it's, sure. you know. And yeah, anticipate yeah. your moves, which is like when it comes to, like if it was like a wartime situation, mm. you would stand no chance. It's like Absolutely. a full on matrix move where like you just kind of anticipate <laughs> yeah. the bullet and just like kind of bat things away. It's crazy right. shit. So there's three videos released by the Pentagon at that time, which was a pretty major acknowledgement, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Pretty pretty big push into the mainstream for for UFOs. Yeah, I think that that definitely kind of is definitely a marker in the in the history of UFOs and and you know for for a country like the US that has been so secretive you know Brazil Colombia Venezuela Canada all of these countries the governments have said hey we've seen even Mexico Mexico yep. has released videos going like we don't know what this is you know like they don't usually see nothing you know right. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> so <laughs> nothing so yeah for the US to finally take that step was yeah. pretty big yeah yeah and then I feel like since 2017, things have been going pretty full bore mm -hmm. as far as like every couple of years, something big happens with some kind of new acknowledgement. And then, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been talking about it a lot recently, but I've been fanatical about UFOs since I was like seven or eight years old. Mm -hmm. So 35 years, I've just loved the subject. You know, a lot of kids were into dinosaurs and shit. I was into aliens and I've been waiting for, for this moment to come for most of my life. And I've been following, you know, UFO Twitter for a long time. Mm -hmm. And on June 4th, things started to kind of like really start kind of heating up. And um, let me put something first. So in, in 2021, um, John Kirby, who was at that time the, the Pentagon press secretary, was asked about UAPs. And I want to play you guys this clip. And just watch his reaction in 2021. John, happy birthday. Uh, there's no way that I can like sugarcoat this. The, I was talking to a gentleman about the UAP report, and he contends the Pentagon has alien bodies and crafts. So I just wanted to run this past you. Is this does DOD have these things? And if so, where? Uh, Jeff, the um, the UAP uh, task force is really designed to. Uh, to take a look at these uh, unexplained aerial phenomena, try to help us uh, uh, get a better understanding of them. Again, I'm not going to get ahead of the uh, of the report that uh, the DNI will submit that we are helping, obviously, and providing I input to. Um, and uh, I think I'll just I'll just leave it at that. So, quick impression. <laughs> uh, um, uh, well, uh, I. Uh... Can you guys just kill me right now? <laughs> uh, no more of those questions. Uh, I feel ill. So yeah. At that, yeah, he was the the uh, Pentagon press secretary at that point, and then this is just two years later, and now he is the uh, National Security Council uh, as he's coordinator for strategic com uh, communications. This is recently, much different guy. John, I want to ask you about something that's starting to gain, gain steam here in Washington, which is UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, yes, there is I know going what that to is. be a, a House Oversight Committee hearing at the end of this month. Uh, Senator Schumer has put forth an amendment to the NDAA that is modeled after the JFK Assassination Records Collection Act. What level of transparency does the Biden administration believe that the American public deserves and should have as it relates to? 
UAPs? Well, without speaking to proposed legislation, I won't do that. Uh, as you know, the Pentagon has stood up uh, an entire organization to help collate and coordinate uh, the reporting and analysis of, uh, of sightings of UAP across the military. Uh, before that, there wasn't really a coordinated, integrated effort to do that. Um, and, of course, we will always want to be as transparent with members of Congress and with the American people as we can, considering national security concerns. There, this used to get laughed at for quite some time, for years and a decade. What decades. gets laughed at? The idea of Congress taking this up. I mean, Gerald Ford talked about this as a congressman back in 1966, and here we are, <coughs> what is that, 60 years later, give or take. Um, is, is this a legitimate issue? Does the administration believe that getting to the bottom of these sightings in the air, is it a real concern? Is it a real legitimate issue as you see it? Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have stu stood up an organization at the Pentagon to analyze and, uh, and try to collect and, 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 and coordinate the way these sightings are reported if we didn't take it seriously. Of course we do. I mean, some of these phenomena we know have already had uh, an impact on our training ranges for, you know, when pilots are out trying to do training in the air and they see these things, they're not sure what they are, and it can have an impact on their ability to perfect their skills. So it already had uh, an impact here, um, and we just want to better understand it. Now, we're not saying what they are or what they're not. We're saying that there's something our pilots are seeing we're saying it has had an effect on some of our training operations, and so we want to get to the bottom of it. We want to understand it better. So, yes. Do you believe these whistleblowers that have come forward? I'm not going to talk about individual whistleblowers. So, <laughs> totally different guy. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, just, that's just two years later. And, like, uh, a member of our government saying mm -hmm. that these things are interfering with uh, training exercises. You would have never, when we were kids, we would have never thought we'd ever see this day. Are they slow-pilling us? They, what do you mean? They're just giving us, like... Uh, like uh, the basically the slow drip confirmation at a snail's pace, so that in two years we're all just like, yeah, it's it's real and everybody's okay with it, as opposed to mass hysteria saying like that's a big part of what I want to talk about yeah, today yeah. for sure, and that's kind of like it, it feels like a huge ramp up has happened. And I was saying that you know June fourth, you know, I've been I'm watching Twitter closely with with UFO shit for a long time, but June fourth through the day things started to kind of build and people were kind of like hinting at something big coming and it was like this it feels it felt more dramatic than usual i mean ufo twitter can be very dramatic and ridiculous but it felt like something big was about to happen with like clocks ticking down and hourglasses and shit mm -hmm. and then at like 4 45 in the morning i was still awake and people were like it's about to happen the shit's going down whatever it was at five o'clock on the dot is when the David Grush article was dropped by the debrief. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys know what the David Grush mm -hmm. article yeah. was? What, what was your take on on that? And explain kind of what it was. Uh, I mean, I, my, my take is pretty layman's. It's a, a, a high operating, uh, decorated, military, uh, backgrounded government official is who is in charge of... Um, I don't know if he was in charge of data collection, or if maybe he was in charge of in investigation of data that's been collected, but essentially became a whistleblower saying, there are programs in the government that are covert secret programs that Congress has no knowledge of, that he has knowledge of, and he's essentially tell you know, rat, you know, 
ringing the bell, whist- blowing the whistle. Sorry, uh, Same say, shit. <laughs> saying uh, saying uh, that we have possession of, of, of technology and and uh, crafts or or possibly materials that are of of extraterrestrial origin. Is that the word? He Exo- said exotic origin. He made it very clear not to say extraterrestrial. Okay. He said non-human intelligence. Okay. Yep. That's even creepier. Well, he explains why, sort okay. of. So, yeah. What conclusion did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts and I thought at first I was being deceived, it was a ruse. People started confiding in me, they approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program, they named the program, I've never heard of it, and they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, that there was in fact a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. If you're right, if you're telling us the truth, mm-hmm. everyone the entire American public has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the US populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. You are saying to the human race, for the first time, an official intelligence representative at a high level from the US government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. Do we have bodies? Do we have species of Well, naturally, um, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, um, sometimes you encounter um, dead pilots. And uh, believe it or not, as as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. So he he was a very high-ranking intelligence officer, um, former veteran. yeah, trusted. Very, very trusted yeah. guy who who is it's been made very clear that he was, you know, in um had some of the country's deepest secrets that he was allowed to be aware of. So a very um credible man. And and did he um I'm asking this question, did he do this because he was made aware that he'd be protected and not be like Yep. Yeah, okay. I believe that, yeah, it was because of Biden signing okay. that, you know, like the whistleblower act. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a name, but yeah. 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 Well, does Biden think that little girls have wh- whistles on their neck? He's always jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows they do. <laughs> the best little girls have whistles on their neck. <laughs> He's Everyone a big knows fan of whistleblowers. Yeah. That's where you get the adrenochrome. It yeah, comes yeah, out yeah. of the whistle. Um, I did want to, I just, I texted you the video oh. uh, that, that I do believe Frank was referring to that was called the, the Go Fast video. Oh, I thought that came out the same time. Maybe um, okay. I think. Well, that's yeah. the one that was on uh, Roosevelt, and then the the, okay, the other you. one, the gimbal video, is another one, and then um, the, the gimbal one's weird because the gimbal video is the one where the craft seems like turns yeah. sideways, mm-hmm. which is Bob which Lazarian. Is, it is precisely how Bob Lazar said these things yeah. move. Yeah, how they turn their bellies towards where they want to go, mm-hmm. and 
and fuck with, it with all up. Gravity <laughs> amplifiers. Yeah. It pulls. So basically, it they makes hit it, the juice. It no, it, like it makes it so it falls where it wants to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it creates a gravity distortion field. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Aka, and, they call it hits the juice in the technology. Oh, sector. do they really? Yeah. Hits they the hits juice. The, <laughs> no, no, I just made that up. But oh, I oh fuck. There should I was be about to call the episode. Hits the juice. Maybe you still can. Yeah. It's a little button. Let's let everyone know it's called hitting the juice if you didn't know. Um, but yeah, so the, the, those three videos. So David Grush comes forward, and there are new whistleblower protections, mm-hmm. which means you can, if there's something, some shady shit going on more than usual, you can come and testify behind closed doors to Congress. And basically, it's weird. Like it's given people the legal right to break NDAs, which is. I mean, it's awesome for us, but it's insane right. that they would ever yeah. do that. I yeah. think I think there's probably some some um, some shady NDAs that it, you know, like you sign. Something. I've signed them before. Sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've worked <laughs> for bands. I had to sign them before. Yeah, and and it's essentially, uh, it's essentially like I mean, if you if you are if your NDA is set up to protect people uh, from re- reporting terrible crimes against humanity, per- perhaps they're set up in in a. You know, yeah, maybe there's something bad, weird bad about that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so uh, it sounds like David Grush, he wasn't necessarily coming forward because of the alien part. It, I think he's like, he, he, he pegs himself as a major patriot. And he said that what made him upset is that these black programs um, operating without any kind of oversight, which is, I mean, massively illegal. I mean, yeah. we all know that there's special access programs, black programs where the military and the government are allowed to spend money without necessarily saying what the money's going towards. More, It's mm-hmm. more like saying, like, just believe me, it's for mm-hmm. a good reason. And uh, it's being funneled into these possible um, crash retrieval, reverse engineering right. programs, which none of this information is new. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, this has been... Roswell was a crash retrieval, I mean, if you believe the story. So... Nothing he was saying as far as bodies and crash stuff is new, but what is new is that he went through the proper channels to um, expose it under oath at penalty of possibly going to prison for the rest of his life. And more people have come forward mm-hmm. standing up for him. We don't know these people's names yet, but people who, and, he, and he's criticized for not being a guy who actually worked on the programs. He was just hired to basically like, what's going on? Uh, I've heard stories about these retrievals right. and talking to guys. It's all, it all seems like it's secondhand right. knowledge. Yeah. But he spoke to people like who had to tell the truth as well legally who have worked on these craft, worked on the bodies, and some of those people have come forward and spoken to Congress behind closed doors um, backing up what Grush has said, which has led to everything that's happening now with new legislature. And then a week from tomorrow, we're getting our first congressional hearing with with some whistleblowers and possible people who worked on craft and i just again i just can't believe that we're living in these times i mean it's wild uh i was just thinking about this yesterday um a a story came out that you know we're you know the country has been in a very polarized state for the last few years Mm -hmm. but no it hasn't no it hasn't (laughs) not at all (laughs) an NDA, right? It's fake. That's yeah. fake. <laughs> fake news, dude. <laughs> but the one thing that both parties seem to agree on is that this needs to be looked into, this UAP thing. Yep. Now, does that mean that Reagan's vision is coming true? Remember Reagan, Reagan 
Uh, what speech? if we were suddenly posed by an alien threat? Uh, how quickly we would put aside our differences. Right. That's a pretty good Reagan, right? That, I, thought, I, I, I thought it was thought Reagan I, right now. I thought yeah. you hit the sound button. <laughs> Did you not have a Reagan button? Daniel Dagan over here. Um, yeah. So, you know, you know when you, when you kind of start looking at, at, at this from, you know, a bit of like the, well, what we have to pull from as historical context, it, you know, everything this guy said, like, like you mentioned, if for us, you know, that have been looking into this since we were little, like none of it was new. What was new was that somebody with, you know, pretty high up government clearance is saying like, hey, this stuff is true. Yes. That was that yes. was new. That now, for me was the shocking and part. And it has been looked into before with the Condon Report, which is look, looked into Roswell and a bunch of old that shit. Is. But it was all kind of like. It, it was, was just, just too. It they, was were, they were hired. PR, PR. And they were hired to poo poo it. That was yeah, the whole yeah. point. And then if you think about even Arrow recently, which is the, uh, what, the all-domain anomaly resolution office, which is like a, a thing put together to take all the reports from pilots and people about UFO sightings head, headed by this guy, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, who had his like kind of first uh, public meeting recently. And he seemed completely full of shit, I felt like. Did you watch it? No, I haven't. You didn't watch it? it. Okay. No. Um, basically, he said that we have found no evidence of extraterrestrial intelligence or whatever. He used mm-hmm. that word again. And uh, like David Grush even came forward like when it, for his interview. He said, I know Shankar Patrick. I've spoken to him about what I've seen. So the fact that he says that he hasn't heard anything is ridiculous. So it sounds like he's sort of towing mm-hmm. the government line, but I feel like he's soon to look pretty silly in my opinion. I, you know, one of the things about this report, uh, the the Grouch uh, report. Uh, we, Grush, excuse Grush, me. Grush, Grush thank Grush. you. Uh, <laughs> is that you know one of the things that that the U.S. has been criticized for over the years is this this fragmentalized way of running the country. The fact that the FBI doesn't know what the CIA is doing, what the Pentagon is doing, what the you know the Congress, you know all of everyone seems to just be you know. Shouldn't we all be working together to figure this out? Like, I get national security and all, but at, at one point you got to wonder, well, who's really running the show? Because clearly the president doesn't know everything. You'd get a lot more done that way, you would think. You would think. But I think it's done on purpose. I think that there are people who have some interests, whether they're good or bad. I mean, that depends on who's looking at the situation. That, you know, they want to keep this information, you know, like, well, not yet, but, you know, the pressure is just building up. Everyone has a phone now, you know, people are recording things everywhere. It's like at some point you got to go like, okay, yeah, they, you know, cat's out of the bag. Yeah, there well, is something. Well, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the reasons that Grush wanted to, to, to highlight some of the stuff that he, he was seeing that he thought was messed up is something that's probably important to listeners who aren't necessarily interested or tuned into this stuff. You'd think that like, well, the government should be able to tell the government what's going on and they're by law, um, you know, bound to this congressional oversight. So like the Congress is checking on the government to make sure they're doing the things they're supposed to be doing with the money that they're allocated. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but, but special access programs, and this is the way, um, that it works. I'll try to use like an analogy or an example. Uh, so, the the government has uh, a program that's supposed to look at alien technology, right, and analyze it with the best scientists and biomechanic engineers and you know the the top brains of the government. But according to law, they're supposed to divulge this stuff to the Congressional Oversight Committee. So Congress is overseeing oversight uh, 
the 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 workings of the military and these these compartments, right? Mm-hmm. But the way around this is they say, you know what we're going to do is we're going to call Rareform Engineering and we're going to give them a contract on making a better desk. And this contract is going to be, you know, funded by our our kitty full of money and you guys make better desks and we're going to tell the government that we're making better desks with uh, one of our programs, but you go they basically go and they take a meeting with Rareform Engineering and say, "Okay, you guys need to look at this material, this craft, and turn them one desk a year, you know. And and essentially, they are now hands off uh, from having to report these things to Congress because they're just making desks with rare form engineering. Right. And engineering is essentially, uh, it's almost like a they're they're putting it in a compartment that's that's far away from oversight, and that's gets rid of their accountability. And it, and and it works. A term there's a term for it of uh, I forget what it is, but yeah. Basically, it's like, well, we don't own it. We're just hiring certain companies to do certain things. Right. And then, look, look at the desk they turned in. Yeah. Very technical desk. What also, it (laughs) it leads into, so we're talking about the bipartisan issue, and we're seeing all kinds of legislature in the last, like, month or so that is very, very pointed at kind of what you're saying right now about, like, finding the loopholes and trying to track these things down, like... Marco Rubio, who is the what's his title? He's like the intelligence uh, director or something. He's like over like intelligence, whatever. He he's a big intelligence guy for um, for the government, and he recently said this on Fox News, which is interesting. I mean, Fox News. I'll give it credit where it's due, but um, they've been covering this for a while. But I but here's Marco Rubio. You're in on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and you're really involved in foreign affairs. There's been a lot of articles lately about UFOs. I know this is this question is a little out there. Is there any truth to any of this? Well, we don't know. All I've said is we have people that have very high clearances, both today and in the past, who did really important work for our government or continue to do important work for the government, who have come forward with some claims about the U.S. having in the past recovered exotic materials and then reverse engineered those materials to make advances in our own defenses and technologies. That's the claim they make. Now, I don't know if those claims are true or not. What I do know is that one of two things is happening here. Either we, either they're telling the truth, and that is something that obviously would be uh, the, the biggest story in human history, or we have people in really important positions of government who are crazy and who are out there making up stories <laughs> and, and who are still in positions of importance. Either one is a big problem. So we've got to figure out which one of these two it is, because uh, uh, the second one in particular would be very troubling. But we don't. all we know is claims that people yeah. have made. These are credible people that have done and continue to do important work for the country. And, and, and by law, we're, we're required when they come forward as whistleblowers to take their claims seriously and, and to investigate them. But uh, we just don't know. That's the answer. He makes a good point. It's one of two things. Mm-hmm. Either it's true or people are lunatics, yeah. and both are pretty troubling. Absolutely. Yeah, what, well, but what's, what is it, like, like let's, let's have a fun departure. What, okay. what, uh, what makes you, I mean, do you have any, like, absolutely batshit sort of, like, crazy, and I hate, sorry, I had to say batshit, it's over beat. It's, but, okay, uh, it's okay. But uh, the like, what are things that make you go like, oh fuck it, this is this is what I think, and you know, like, like, like what or what is your what is your like uh, internal proof that you think is like okay, this internal is, proof, not proof, but like uh, I'll just start. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I feel Johnny, like, <laughs> same question for you. No, well, like, like because we've been talking, we're we're in the weeds pretty deep, and yeah. I, don't, I don't want it to be like I want it to be kind of fun, and and, and I, I feel like in my 
if I sit back and I try to think about like the first computer IBM made in 19, you know, 60, I don't know, I don't know what, but these big rooms that were cranking out essentially the power of a calculator. Um, and now you have computers that are doing not even, we don't even know what they're doing. They're, yeah. It's like unfathomable amounts of processing and spitting out shit that's like so crazy and smart and, and wild that the, and the engineers who are making it are like, yeah, we don't really exactly know what's happening here. So, so scary. It's so scary. And it's like, you can, so but scary. you can look back and like, like the television still looks kind of the same. It's a square that mm -hmm. shows like light and moving images and like the, the, the advances are, are beautiful, yeah. but like the advance from the first IBM computer to the type, the power of like quantum computing and Silicon, it, something had to happen that we, Sure. That we got our hands yeah. on, yeah. right? Something, something big made something like as big as you know a, a football field computer in, infinitesimally small. Right. And that doesn't just happen. I feel like that doesn't really just happen with like a smart guy who went to school. Well, that's been a long-standing thing of like, did they interfere? They being whatever the beings, aliens, mm -hmm. whatever it is, the visitors, um, did they interfere first in human evolution? Yeah. Um, if you look at the missing link, they still don't understand how we made such a jump <clears throat> to become basically homo sapien. Um, but then you're right. Technology jump has been insane. And some of the arguments are that through reverse engineering is where we got fiber optics, where we got, I think, Teflon possibly. Yeah, it was um, uh, it the was, Kardashians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was which, night vision. Which are mainly Teflon, like 80% Teflon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. mostly all yeah. on the lips yeah, and, and their butts. Uh, Kevlar yeah. is what? It was Kevlar, Kevlar, Kevlar. night vision. Not Teflon for cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Kevlar. Kevlar, night vision. I, I didn't see a Teflon and, uh, Kardashian. <laughs> That's my new username. Microchips uh, and night vision. And night vision, yeah. Uh, Interesting. And this was all actually by another army guy, Philip Corso. Yep. He yep. published that book, The Day After Roswell. After Roswell. Depends on who you ask. Some people believe that he was actually put in the scene to muddy the waters. As a disinformation uh, agent, or? I mean, yeah. I mean, once you once you start looking at the Roswell thing, I mean, you got to put it in like the context of what was ha happening at the time. You know, we had just finished World War II. This, yeah, nineteen forty-seven. Uh, so two years the, the, after the, World War II. You know, there's a lot of there. There's actually a lot of people that believe that what crashed there could have been a Nazi craft. I had not really heard that before. Yeah, because the Nazis and there's documents that prove this that the Nazis were already working on Kevlar. Night vision and microchips. Before we were, yeah. Is that is that do you know is that factual or is that an yeah opinion? yeah that and it it's is. in the book. Okay. Uh, there's also another great book called The Brotherhood of the Bell. The uh, Nazi Bell. Of yeah, course. yeah yeah yeah. And in that book, I mean, it, it's a, it, that 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 one you got to kind of sit down for for like a few days to read, but that that one will blow you away. I thought you said it will blow me. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm interested. <laughs> You know, if, if you hold it just right. <laughs> Perfect. Have you read them both? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, the second book is by um, Will, uh, what was his name? Pharrell is the last name, not Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. But yeah, I, I highly recommend both books. Uh, if you if somebody wants to really kind of, you know, look at that, uh, you know, the like I said, those conspiracies are pretty great. Uh, some people believe that it, that it was a top secret U.S. craft. 
Um, other people believe that, you know, the, the aliens were actually, you know, Japanese prisoners, you know, because they, they were using it. Or deformed children, they'd said before, right. like birth, There's, birth defect children. Yeah, they can't so. fly, though. Very good. No, they can't fly, which is why it crashed. <laughs> I mean, if we're exactly. gonna, <laughs> they're up there for about 18 seconds yeah. before you know, plummeting yeah. dumb kids. You got to put smarter deformed kids out. You got to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's, uh, yeah, it, once you start kind of like, Going down these different avenues, you know, it's. Uh, but at the end of the day, they all kind of lead back to well, the government, regardless of which scenario we look at, the government knew that something crashed there. Right. Right. And they Seems tried to keep it clear. hidden. Yeah. And it's changed what three or four times as to what it was. I mean, we don't need to go. Over, I mean, Roswell has been talked about yeah. at nauseum, but it, it has brought us all to where we are today. But. What you're saying about like what we th- what the concrete proof is or whatever, or like what is it that you that what, what what makes you think like oh fuck it all this definitely is all alien shit that we're like I mean anything that I just think the overwhelming amount of testimony from credible people whether it's um, military personnel or airline pilots I mean airline pilots mm-hmm. mean a lot mm-hmm. to me because like their whole job is like they're in the sky all the time yeah. they should have a, a lot of them are ex military pilots. Like most of those guys know what all the planes are in the sky, um, and then you know comes a scientist coming forward and like, like Bob Lazar didn't seem like a guy who had any interest in aliens, and his stories never changed. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff he said back then, which wasn't provable, has now become provable with Element One Fifteen and yeah. all kinds of these these kind of things. But my whole thought is like of the millions of of encounters people have had or seen or uh, advocates or whatever all it takes is for one of those to be true and the mm. whole thing is true yeah just once um but you could say the same thing about god too but i'll never believe in god so i don't know it uh, is fr- it's, it's, fr- it's frustrating to have what are we on 70 years now since since uh this thing sort of really became like 90, not popular david grush kind of said that uh, since popular yeah yeah he said the first recovery was in 1933 sure sure a, but <laughs> sure but sure. like was, was that the bell thing <laughs> no, it was no. A, it was a crash in italy that oh, mussolini yeah. recovered well, I was and then say mussolini during the war uh uh, the Americans basically stole it and took it back, and that might have been the first. But if you, you know, how many people have been alive since 1945? Dozens. Or, yeah, and and if you and and I also get equally frustrated at like how does everyone have the fucking worst camera phone of all time at the most important times of their lives? And and the, these are all obviously can be we can talk we can fractal into every single. Uh, point here and be like, well, the the, the, the technology blurs your f- phone or like no know, good pictures it, of the moon. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Every, everyone who takes a picture of the moon with their phone looks like absolute <laughs> shit. I, I got some good ones though. Yeah, but you don't, with your phone. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You don't walk. People don't usually walk around with a full camera <laughs> kit. Or when you're seeing something, yeah, it may just be like you may just become so mesmerized yeah, that you don't yeah. even think about it. Which we do here. A lot of accounts of people that you know, it's like I saw this thing and I just couldn't take my eyes off of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, even Betty and Barney Hill, they just remember seeing the light, and then cut to three you know, hours back later, on the road. Of yeah. course, so of course. Who knows what happens? And then also, like, you also could argue that like there has been some tremendous yeah. photography yeah. And, and videos taken. So it's it's a t- it's tough to say. Yeah, I get I get uh, I get easily as frustrated as I do delighted at the hope and the hopelessness of this. This it's both. At the same intoxicating. time. Yeah. So like I can get just as frustrated at like the amount of how could, you know, there's 10 billion people on the earth right now. I don't know, give or take a couple billion. Eight billion. I and think, yeah. and um, going backwards, if you add all the people up back to the 40s, you, you're dealing with like hundreds 
billions of people maybe who have come and gone and we're still f- scrapping over tails. And that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Thing. You're right. hundred billion people. And we're still just sort of like, you know, my friend's friend said he saw this thing in Barney Hill and, and like, the, I mean, I love the stories. I do. Of course. And, and I'll listen to them. But him. publicly, none of us know for sure yet. Yeah. We have our beliefs, but mm-hmm. as far as like knowing, knowing, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do, do, you guys- feel, do you feel like you know for sure, Frank? Uh, I've always been of the belief that, you know, there is no way we're the end all be all of agree. I totally agree. Yeah. You know, that's, I think we're past that. Yeah. You know, so for me, and we want to bring a, in Mick West. A, Mick West, come, <laughs> come on, on in. Come on in, Mick. Come debunk this uh, whole thing. What an asshole. Fucking guy. So, you know, Dark. so for me, I, I've always been open to the possibility that, yeah, there's more out there. And, you know, once you start looking at, you know, some of like the historical records, um, some of the the well, uh, legends. Art. I mean, religious. I mean, art. Relig- that's a whole topic. And you've in seen of these, yeah. these craft and chariots like, of fire in the sky, like Mary and, with a UFO flying overhead, and, and things they, like that. Yeah. Some of them look like the things that people say they see over right. the last hundred years. Yeah, um, 1800s cowboy times. They were talking mm-hmm. about seeing shit. And uh, if, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 you're good. Uh, history, it's it's been everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in you know, I think the the moment when I when I was my dad was a big fan or is a big fan of Eric von Daniken. Yeah. And I remember the when I was like old enough to read uh, Chariots of the Gods. Have like, you met him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was your dad psyched to hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I showed him the picture and everything. Uh, but yeah, once I, I read, you know, Chariots of the Gods, I was like, man, like, yeah, there's there's got to be something to this. Like, this is not yeah. just a bunch of random, you know, things that just happen to fit together. This is a puzzle. You know, this is meant to. I think I gave you together. my copy of Chariots of the Gods. I don't think you did. Okay. The documentary is also good. That was someone else, Johnny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was going to ask for it back right here. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have it. All right, start looking through some drawers. Uh, do it. Mm-hmm. Look around. Feel free to look around. Um, what else did I want to get to real quick? Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> I want to get into a little bit of the uh, the legislature that's coming out and just talk a little bit about that, and then we'll get into some fun kind of questions. Mm. So Chuck Schumer, who's the Senate Majority Leader, just added this wild, wild um, amendment to the NDAA, which is the National Defense Authorization Act. Um, and it's called the, which I, just, I can't believe I'm seeing it in person, like in writing, but the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon Disclosure Act of 2023. There's the word. Yeah. Disclosure. The thing uh, we've mm-hmm. all been waiting for. So so I think that if you, were, D. if you were to do the Google word trends over the last... Oh, dude. Know, disclosure's peaking. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's on purpose to normalize... The concept, mm-hmm. and we all start saying disclosure, disclosure, disclosure. Like just like we're saying AI, AI, AI. Right. We're saying like, um, you know, data. For, I can't you know. open Twitter and not see disclosure in yeah. one of the trending and words. So, so oh, you know that, but that's that's because our trends are starting to become personalized, just like my homepage. I know you're right, and, but if you but but I get like my 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 um, Twitter trends are are all this stuff. Uh, hot, hot Brazilian dudes. That's it. Whatever. <laughs> Bob Lazar is number one. UAP is number two. <laughs> iPhone number three. Griezmann is soccer number four. GTA six. Oh fuck yeah! All right, Ken Starr. Don't know. I guess that's oh Ken Starr Star. from the from the Lewinsky. I think that's right. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the only Ken Starr. Right? Is that who I'm talking yeah. of? Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was a lawyer. Yeah, that's right. Politics Star trending. Report. But if you go to Star real trending, report, yeah. if you go to real trending. It's WWE. Okay, <laughs> the real <laughs> stuff. The Braves. And that's another thing. Like people, Shaq. for the most part, people are not. Really paying attention to the story yeah. either. So anyway, in this in this um, in this disclosure act of 2023, 
This quote is saying the American, he said, let me see this here. Um, Schumer said, the American public has a right to learn about technologies of unknown origins, NHI, and unexplainable phenomenon. He said that. Mm. That's, what, that's the leader of the Senate saying that on record, which is wild to think about. Um, uh, the bill is completely bipartisan. The lawmakers say, quote, the sheer number and variety of stories about UFOs have led some of us and our colleagues to believe the executive branch may be concealing information about possible visits from extraplanetary civilizations. Wow. It's wild. That is wild. And is that, is that a, is that have something to do with, with uh, the hearing this week? Yes. Okay. What day yeah. is that? Uh, July 26th, which is Wednesday. Okay. Uh, so week next tomorrow. week. Yep. Yeah. Um, by the time people see this, the hearing was yesterday. Oh, wow. Okay. For the most part. So we'll have to do a follow How crazy was point. that hearing? Oh, wow. Can you believe when that one guy <laughs> said that thing? When the alien came out? Around the yeah. alien? Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing a Yankees hey, hat? That's never an not, asshole? That's never not funny, right? <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> um, the other weird thing in the, in the and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, in the legislature, which is expected to pass, um, it gives the federal government eminent domain over any recovered technologies of unknown origin or biological evidence of NHI, non-human intelligence, uh, now held by private individuals or organizations, which is, we're talking about alien bodies and spaceships. Um, they have to know something more than just wondering to word it like that. They have to know something more than they're letting on. But it, the fact that it gives the government, so if Johnny is Lockheed Martin, Mm-hmm. And Frank is the federal government. If Johnny has was gifted a UFO by the government 40, 50 years ago that you've been spending billions yeah, on researching, to, breaking it apart, trying to doing the whole thing and maybe churning out some kind of um, ships for the US or whatever yeah. it is, now Frank, Mr. Government, can come knock on your door, ask to, to search your place, find it, and now be like, this is mine now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fucked up in a weird way. So that's why they're giving them 30 days to disclose it and 90 days to, to hide it. To turn it over. It's like it's right. gone. So it, Without they, any penalty of like recourse of like, uh, you guys shouldn't have done this and, you're, and you're, no penalty. And that's of part like, of the, the intelligence, what's that called? The fucking Intelligence Authorization Act, yeah. which it gives like, yeah. And they don't have to, they're not going to get in trouble and they also don't necessarily have to say who gave it to them, I think. It made it so broad as far as like, um, uh, corporate mandate, any person currently or formerly under contract with the federal government that, quote, has in their possession material or information provided by or derived from the government relating to UAP, that formerly or currently is protected by any form of special access or restrict, restricted access to notify Dr. Kirkpatrick of ERA, whatever. Mm-hmm. But basically being like, if you have anything or ever have, if you work now or ever have before, if you know anything, whatever, legally you have to just tell us and avoid getting in legal trouble. Now, can they say, we don't know the answer to this, but, oh, I, you know, I've been so busy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the kids so at summer busy. camp. You know, the so kids are out of school <laughs> working on my oh, yard. This, I didn't check my mail. This, this hovercraft that's a cube <laughs> inside of a sphere. I've uh, been watering you, my you hedges. Doing your homework. Yeah. yeah, like they, there's like I wonder if they can actually say. You know, I I don't. I was gonna get to that, but I didn't read it. 
So basically, jury duty. It would go into effect. <laughs> I didn't see that. It would go into effect January first. Yeah. So they have you know four or five months from now, and then it's like within what is it, Frank? Within sixty days of the new law, mm-hmm. they have to provide two error on two oversight. This is everything we know about what we have. This is a list of all the material, whether it's bodies or craft. Within two months, they have to provide a list. Within six months, the oversight committee is allowed to go in and inspect yeah. the fucking craft and and bodies. But are they trying to move it around? Are they trying to hide it now? Or like, what do we think? What do we think is going on? I don't know. I mean, here's another part of me struggling with this. Yeah. Like, I do a lot of listening to these things while I'm like trying to get leaves out of my big fat above ground pool that is covered in leaves. And I, I've, I actually, it's very therapeutic, but I listen to these things. I clean and I, and I, I quarrel with, tell me I want to know. Are we being selfish? Because these people clearly are hiding this. Is that because we're going to all die within five minutes of all knowing it? <laughs> or is this going to be like a fast track to the end of the world? And that would suck too, because I still would like to watch baseball for a few more decades. And Talk about FOMO, dude. Like if we're <laughs> all gone, the stuff we, we could miss in the future, you know? I mean, I've listened to a lot lately. And wasn't there someone who was like, I just wish I could go back to where I didn't know about this stuff. And like, I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, like imagine knowing and having the burden of existential angst and and confusion and sort of like your your spirituality being upended for a lot of people a lot of the beliefs and the hopes that you had are all dashed because you know now it's out in the open that we're essentially a project a science project or something but like you could just go like, i just want to go back to cleaning my pool and listening to like uh, uh you know uh, what was the what's the rent, rental radio rental? Oh, radio rental. <laughs> radio rental. Yeah. yeah, I just want to like kind of like just be. I still want to have that like Oblivious. dumb oblivion. Yeah, go back and that's to a, being that's a like thing. A, um, what are the kids are kids are what the fuck is the word? They ever say kids are so oblivious. No, just uh, not Care, innocent, carefree. But what? I don't know. Just all that. Yeah, just going, yeah. kind of going back to like not caring. Yeah, and that is and the that, ontological shock of uh, what we might be. Getting ready for Sounds it. like a couple of folks that want to take the blue pill. Out there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Like, we're meddling. Yeah. We're meddling. We're meddling. We're meddling. We're meddling. And all of a sudden we're like, fuck, do we meddle too much? This sucks. And it's like, maybe there's, I mean, I don't, I'm not, no sympathy for cops, but like the government may, may be trying to like prolong our chill existence. Well, I mean, if you, we should, let's get goofy a little bit. Let's, yeah. let's go into the, the kind of the fun stuff. Um, UFO Twitter, people very interested, have all kinds of opinions ranging from, you know, to crazy to possible. But one of the more dire ones is that the world governments, our government, has been given a timeline by the beings, whatever they are, mm-hmm. of like you have, maybe let's say it was uh, 2017, you have 10 years to prepare your people and then we're coming. Okay. Like we're going to be here. And differing opinions are is that there'll be um, open contact, which would be whatever these beings are, just living with us, amongst us, like alien nation or some Why? shit. Why? <laughs> because Earth rules. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. But like, like wherever they're from, clearly has like advances. So well, maybe, or maybe they, maybe Johnny, they, maybe they pillage that Earth. What if they're from here? Place. Just what don't. if they live here now? I mean, yeah. th- I, this is something I've been waiting to ask Frank about too. Is like my current thought, 
based on what I've heard and what I've read, is that these things are interdimensional. They're not. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that they're from a different planet. I feel like they're from an alternate reality of earth another dimension who's like around us leave us alone dude and it seems like that that's what a lot of the more mm-hmm. people in the know are tending to believe what to- are your thoughts frank uh i'm definitely inclined to yeah like uh, th- these being some type of uh, interdimensional beings or there being that type of that's your thought uh, too yeah because you know i mean without without getting too carried away even you know, looking, I mean, you know, it's like, it's uh, you know, looking at, you know, death, you know, it's like, uh, it's a really dying or you just merely transcending to another type of reality, another different, frequency, different another, frequency. right. Yeah. So that, that's basically another dimension. So it's not really death. It, you know, it, do you think so, these things could be what we consider ghosts? Uh, I think that some <clears> of the <throat> phenomena could be attributed to it. You know, there, there's been plenty of reports, especially like in the 50s and 60s of people just hearing like knocks and, you know, things like that. We're creatures around their farm or whatever, you know. So there, there's definitely something that, that, that you know, uh, to that, uh, to something that, that uh, Johnny was saying earlier was, you know, as far as like beliefs and stuff like that, I, I, I just want to say that um, I do think that that is a, a, a major reason why this is kind of being held back a little bit, because for me, it's like, you know, OK, cool. Like I, I, I already had a pretty good idea that there were other beings, other entities. Right. But what can they tell us about ourselves and what, you know, of all that, how, how are we going to receive it? What if they said, oh, Jesus never existed or they, or, or, you know, the evolution is bullshit. We made you guys. Yeah, yeah, like, that, you get what I'm saying. It's that's like, another recurring thing too. That, is that, that for we me are, is like, yeah, like where we do we are, go from planned, here? We are a planned species, mm, right? We're, we're, we're like a petri dish. Of we're like, getting too smart for them, though. Maybe we made our chips. I mean, <laughs> it, it would be hard to argue that we're smart considering how we yeah. treat the planet and how we treat each other. True, but we right. did, and we have. Um, you ever seen a dolphin with a camera on his head? Yeah, that's fucking powerful shit. It is power dolphin. Put lasers on those fucking things. <laughs> you got a new have weapon. Have you ever tasted? Have you tasted hot mustard Doritos? I never will. They're so good, and we Bullshit. made we made them. <laughs> yeah. We made them this year. But think about the fucking Doritos these things have, dude. Fucking <laughs> like oh, moon dust. Right. Let's go. Moon dust <laughs> sprinkled Doritos. Get... Now I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> See, I can waver four times in the, for them if I get. They got so better they're... Doritos over there. <laughs> fucking well, well, all kinds of gifts waiting for us. What kind of monster energy do they have out right. there? I gotta know. Um, talk about hit, hitting the juice. Yeah, <laughs> hit the juice. <laughs> Um, so what are the other, there's the other ideas that they pi- they might be future humans, which is like a very, you know, people are really digging deep into that possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that were the case, why would they come back and not interfere to make things better for us? Um, the environment's fought. Do you think they would know like, Hey, in 20 years, yeah. you guys aren't going to live here unless maybe you- they, maybe they realize that, that like our spiritual sort of instincts, which is just like, let's tell stories to each other about where we're from and, and how God works. And maybe that's the only opiate that really keeps us calm. Mm. And if they were to come back and disrupt that, then the world evolves into chaos. And they're like, we just wanted to make you guys stop burning coal. Like, but it's like, we ended up, you know, like, I think that the, the, the disclosure, uh, is will be so unsettling to so many old people 
and so many people in power that it could possibly um, arrest like any good good side of it. The power thing is a big part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because like it's it's been said, uh, like Lou Elizondo, who has mm-hmm. been one of the first guys who worked with these programs, who came forward and gave us a lot of information. And he's made the point before that it's going to be hard for people. Like he's got rubber bands in his face. What do you mean, (laughs) (laughs) Captain Lou Albano? Nice fucking WWF (laughs) joke, old school Cindy Cindy Lauper shit. (laughs) Yep. Um, Lou Elizondo has said that uh, you know on Earth we are we are the alpha. We are the the apex predator on Earth. You know we go into the oceans and we can capture sharks and tag them. We can put kill hel- bears. Helmets on, put helmets on dolphins. <laughs> as Which is the b- big theme on this podcast yeah. is putting helmets on dolphins. We call them power dolphins. We can, I mean, uh, we can go down to the Titanic and, oh, wait. Oh, oh wait, no, we yeah. can't. We almost got there. Darn. Jim Cameron can go. He knows what's up. When those guys found out that they weren't going to make it back up, they were crushed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? <laughs> he can so, just flip the video. Um, so yeah, we, we were able to like we have no real um, enemy better than us yeah. or more powerful than us on Earth. So Lou has said that it's gonna be hard for us to realize as a society, as a species, that we're more in the middle of the pack when it comes to where we stand in the universe, and that is gonna be hard mm-hmm. for people to take. It's also going to be humbling, which I think is kind of a good thing. I think being humbled might be a good thing for us. Um, your thoughts? Your thoughts? Well, I, I think that, yeah, that should be the sentiment of our species as a whole. But I feel that there's a, a large sector of it that don't want to be humbled. Um, you know, I, uh, and like you just said, you know, it comes down to power. Can you imagine, you know, if the aliens you know, pop up tomorrow and they're like, oh, you guys work to make money and make a living? You, you know you don't have to do that. You just got to do this and you get all the food you want. All the way, all the... Yeah. But imagine that world, right? What would happen? We're such a fucked up animal, though. Well, you know, I, we, we definitely exhibit a lot of greed. A that's lot what I mean. Evil. Is that even know. if we were given like, a, here's free energy, you know, you guys can power everything in your life on something the size of a pea or something. Um we're still going to try to find a way to monetize it and keep it from certain yeah. people and have, you know, have the, the elites have the best, you know, free energy, Wi-Fi or whatever the fuck know, it is. You guys know what that light bulb that's burning up in uh, Santa, Santa, Santa Francisco? No. There's a light. We can probably pull it up right now. There's a light bulb. Just look for look for the, the longest burning light bulb. There's a live cam on it. Oh my and, god! And there's a there's a light bulb. It's been on in this. It's in the fire. It's in this fire department. It's been hanging from the ceiling for like 130 years. And what? It's been, it's been on. And the the way that the, the way that the it centennial worked, light yeah this light's been on for over like how long has it been um 1901 yes yeah, are you wow. fucking shitting me and, and the thing is the, these lights were normal and this this business was it was a business that cranked out these light bulbs and they were essentially like the the uh quality of this light bulb is going to basically put us out of business so we need to uh invent worse light bulbs shittier light bulbs because how can we monetize the light bulb if it lasts forever? So this light bulb's been burning for 122 There's a live years. Find the live cam. Oh I hate to see God. the electric bill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I wonder if you can go in there. I wonder if we can see that thing. Like walk, go in there. Um. Anyway, the, 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 so the the, the 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 thought logic here is that that uh, bulb cam. Yeah, there's bulb cam right there. What is the fucking, website called? 
Burning bright, baby. Centennialbulb.org. That's so cool. <laughs> Can't believe someone scooped that up before <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, so uh, the... Wow. So the theory about... So uh, if you, a, a larger macro of this is Tesla had, had mm-hmm. essentially uh, created a, a, a form of, of, you know, I'm a dumb guy, so I'm just going to say power, yeah. uh, that was far less monetizable than the Edison style sure. of, of, uh, yeah. of, of, of energy so or light or whatever. So anyway, that guy broke, destitute, dead, died lonely and penniless, but he probably had something that was probably far better for the social, you know. And the way it works is, is companies buy that information and then kill it, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like the death of the electric car. Which is maybe, thing. maybe right, what our right. government's doing with the tech that's, Found in the field in Roswell. You well, know, that like, that's kind of what what the or hoarding it. That's one of the things that David Grush said is that you know to to hoard this um, technology and information and have it be such a it's such a, a terrible thing to keep from society where it could be used to better everybody's lives. That's one of the things that made him most upset to make him want to come forward. Um, but yeah, there's got to be some kind of something we can reap from that that would help everybody. Yeah. And I also feel like we we kind of got to give an honorable mention to uh, Gary McKinnon, um, mm-hmm. the the Scottish hacker who came out saying that you know he hacked the uh, U.S. What was it like the Pentagon computers and he found evidence of like off-planet bases and oh, all, like awesome. this extraterrestrial military, so to speak, and apparently. You know, and we heard of this thing called the Black Knight satellite over the years. He claims that he saw an image of some cylindrical object that just hovers over our North Pole. And the Black Knight was was said to be like a piece of like space trash. Um, or it space was like debris. an artificial satellite. It was meant. Uh, the theory, but it was is written it off was, as a piece of space garbage. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. But there were, you know, I can't remember the mission. Uh, it was like STS. 80 something I, I can't remember graphic 16 <laughs> right Hell yeah. but there were some interesting there they are if you google uh black knight satellite there's some really interesting images of of yeah just some weird black metallic object was it outside of the space station or was it somewhere else? i can't remember i think Something it like likely was outside of the space station i remember seeing some yeah some sort of video that was like a thing floating by and it was like all oh, the Uma Guma. Oh, no, 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 that's that's, that's the, like that's the, the, long, that's the, the space yeah. turd. <laughs> the space turd. with the sail, yeah, the light sail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. All right. cool words. Wasn't Fair it like stuff. emitting like but some the, signal or something? That and there's also there's some kind of there's some sort of metal in there. It, okay. But it, it was putting out some kind of signal. It was right. Oomuamua. Oomuamua. That's it. So interstellar. But the but the satellite he's talking about is is has there's there's videos of you know how you can watch on C-SPAN the NASA footage of just this space station. Someone had seen it go by yeah. or something. That's yeah, yeah. and Oumuamua is like so far away. That's just radio. Signals. There's been some really insane shit that has just popped up on NASA feeds. That you know, it's funny because like you'll see something float by one of the live feeds, and the camera will cut. Right. Ooh. And it happens seemingly all the time. Yeah. And then NASA has been questioned about it. Like we've never cut a feed. We've okay. never done that. And NASA just had a press conference about UAP and UFOs. Ah. And they're like, we know nothing. Okay. Don't know. NASA, please. Please. <laughs> yeah. And they, they claim to be the ones that would like release whatever they found to the people, but they also seem like there was some kind of, I don't know, there's like, there's something about keeping it from people. Um, you see something hit the moon the other day? No. Yeah, some, 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 something hit the moon. I guess it was a meteorite. Hmm. But uh, you could, like cameras on in Japan were watching it and they just saw a little, yeah, just wow. like, a, like, I mean, that had to be huge. 
massive, of course. Yes, but uh, is it? Does it have any effect on us? Is it going to no. reverse gravity or anything? No. <laughs> I would change, rather that not happen. Change the tides. Um, moon sucks. <laughs> moon <laughs> fucking sucks. What are we talking about? I always, thought that, I always thought that thing was turning. No, no. I always thought that thing was turning stuck. around. It's, I was it pissed is off to learn it wasn't turning. We always, we only see one side of the moon. I hate that. Everyone on Earth sees the same part of the moon. And, we we and, get the pretty side though. If you see the, the back of it, it's just well, not. that's where all the nasty shit happens. I right? know, but but have they have they has it have they flown something on out there and like let us see anything? You know they have, but I we've never seen the dark side of the moon for. I mean, that this is another fun conspiracy. Is like. The That's where Pink Floyd the recorded their album. Right? Correct. Okay. They're the only, yeah, they're the sure, only yeah. ones, only uh, humans who have been there, and they recorded one of the greatest records in history. Makes sense. Um, really great stuff. What are your thoughts on the dark side of the moon? Oh man, that you know, I've been fascinated by the moon for a long time. I think uh, Johnny hates when, it. But you I got pictures really? of it. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really, talk. Yeah. You guys talk. I got it. But you know, I mean, I know that David Icke is a very polarizing figure, but you know, you you kind of hear this kind of the conspiracy theory bouncing around in different, you know, different places, which is that the moon is also an artificial satellite. You know, um, there were those uh, asteroids that hit the moon like a while back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, NASA recorded that the, that the moon rang like a bell, you know, indicating yes. that it was hollow. It's well, you not can hear the song, sounds. You, you know? can hear the sounds that the, the astronauts caught on their microphones of the moon making these like wild noises, like Jesus. almost like a, like music. You, have you heard it? No, I don't think I've heard the it. The moon music? I'll have to look it up. Johnny wants but, to show uh, you. Oh, that is yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I say I got, I, got the, I got the moon cam. I, I, got the, I, I got a little, uh, you know, stabilizer or whatever tripod thing and, and, you know, oh yeah, look at this one, guys. Maybe I'll send it to you. you can put Please. It on. This is the moon I took. I'm sorry. This is, um. This is this is uh, Jupiter Dude, with all the moons. Wild. That is wild. You took that photo. That is wild. I took this photo. Look at all the moons. That's around um, it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Isn't that cool? That is really. So I rad. got. So you can get this camera on Amazon. I think you can get it for like four hundred bucks. And it's got a. It's got a. You know. Jesus. Man. That's nuts. Yeah. That's really so, right? clear. There was, a, there was a moment during COVID when you know when, when there was no one on the roads, and I went outside. I was just like losing my mind and went out and looked up in the sky and there was, I think it was the moon, Uranus, mm-hmm. Jupiter, and Mars were all yeah. visible yep. at the same time in the same grouping. And I was like, this is one of the coolest moments ever. That's, yeah, yeah. no, I, uh, uh, and again, to just kind of go back to the moon briefly, I also yes, have to mention that uh, Buzz Aldrin on more than one occasion mm-hmm. has said that when they got to the moon, there were others waiting. Yeah. You know, he said, he, he's, he's going back and forth. He said they're here, right? Right. Or they're with but us or something? He, yeah. What does that mean? What do you think? Well, I mean, but like, was he obviously was, he knew it was on a hot mic. Like, what's he? Well, he was talk, trying to talk to Houston and just being like, there's there's shit here. Yeah, they, they well, I believe that the story is that Come they claim to have seen lights, in, lights on, in a crater, like some distance away. And you yeah, think it was he, like the welcome committee or something. Johnny, do you think that he was like punking the people? <laughs> I think the guys who, who were... Were were cool enough to go to the moon in nineteen sixty what nine? Is that what I'm yeah, like? we're just like kind of bozo Texans, you know. I was like space cowboys. They were just mm-hmm. sort of like they were not calculated. Let's make sure that we're not saying the wrong thing that can be miscommunicated on a podcast well, in twenty twenty three. Because because those guys were like were like badasses, you know. The I, I, here's another. I'm gonna take a tangent here, but I, I was wondering why the pilots when, when I fly the pl- when I'm on the planes, why do they all talk the same? They they all have the same di- dialect. They have the same accent. 
They're never like a, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> That's um, right. Heading to Houston today. Uh, they, should be pretty good. I mean, they, yeah, but they're all they're all the same. And work my buns because of of uh, there's uh, a psychology to it. I think. No, no, there's a pilot, and I'm I'm thinking of it. Chuck, Chuck Woolery. Yeager. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah. Chuck Yeager. They all were basically parroting Chuck Yeager. They want to sound like him, calculated like him, short, sort of like meaningful things. And I think um, Ch- Chuck Yeager sort of influenced a, a generation of obviously not a generation, a, a paradigm of of, of, a, of communication. And the I just don't think I think Buzz Aldrin's kind of a doofus a little bit. I don't. I don't. He did, he did, you ever seen him yourself? Punch, punch punch the guy? He did it to the last guy that's yeah. there. Right? Careful. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in, Buzz. Tell Johnny what. Give him a little what for. Give me the bat. <laughs> Wait, he died, didn't he? Did he die? Buzz. I don't know. Did he die? No. He's I think the other one died. All right, then. Is yeah. it? Come on in, Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the other guy that died? I met Buzz. He when almost I was a kid. did. He went did to. He, uh, and there's a whole conspiracy about his trip to uh, Antarctica recently. Um, I yeah. He went recently. Recently. He's an old and, fucking man. And they had to fly him out. Because he had a medical emergency. Yeah, there are. I think he's. I think he's a little bit off. I do. You do. I do. I think Buzz Aldrin's a little bit cool. Like probably diff- not the different only one. than old man off. Mm. Well, he was on the moon being off. If he was saying like, why would he say they're here? Because there's something there. Come on! But then he gets home and never talks about it. But not allowed he, to. I mean, I, I think that seems to me that seems pretty simple, like pretty kind of clear cut. As what's far as what's the other like, guy's name? Uh, Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Yeah. He, he didn't say anything. Uh, he has said something before, hasn't he? Ah, he's gone. His first, her first thing was like, "Oh fuck, aliens everywhere, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> Look at this one. Uh, they're and naked." Kirk, Kubrick's like, "Cut, <laughs> right? Cut, cut. T- take two. Yeah. Uh, back to one. Back <laughs> yeah, to one. Yeah. Um, let's get this craft services back over here. Get some tang in these yeah. boys. All right, Buzz. I like take the energy. Five, yeah. um, let's bring it up a little bit. And anyway, uh, I don't know. The moon is interesting. Um, I'm just. How do you guys feel like, I know that like, it feels like, I mean, for me, it feels like we're on the verge of some major information, a whole new, like a change in everyone's beliefs and everything. How do you guys feel about the future? And at what point, like you have a daughter mm-hmm. who's, she's 11. Mm-hmm. Have you spoken to her about it? Has oh, she yeah. asked? I just, sometimes I'll say like, you know, you know, they're, they're thinking there, there might be aliens, you know, and she'll be like, cool or really you know like i don't think she's that curious um maybe because maybe because we talk about it openly and freely so it doesn't seem like and also we haven't raised her like she's not like hugely god-fearing so it's not like if we were to say like you know there's your beliefs are going to be questioned soon totally we've everything's always been very open-minded so you're definitely um, an open family (laughs) yeah you know she's 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 been she's known she's been saying aliens and stuff for a long time she doesn't really have any from from what i what i know not any like hard beliefs about it but your question my answer is i really like this moment Mm -hmm. i love the the inquis i love the uh inquisitive 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 nature of everyone and all of the speculation and i love the ideas and all of the like hopefulness Mm -hmm. and i kind of like i i don't want this to be over because I don't want it to be like a letdown, or I don't want to be like I don't want everyone to be full of fear. I also like I just feel like it's, it's fun to talk about. You know, it's kind of like a fun, absolutely. It's almost like a pastime. What What about speaking to? I want same thing. Same thing. If you I want to know your thoughts too, Frank. And have you guys talked to family or other friends about it? Because a lot, my friend circle, is not super 
into talking about oh, it. Okay. I'm starting to feel like the lunatic in my friend group. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you guys read the new fucking, can you believe? And they're like, I'm just drinking beer, dude. I don't know. <laughs> no, I like it. Um, you can always talk to me about that stuff. I know. I, and I, I and that's it. why you're here. And yeah. That's why I've been wanting, because I, I uh, uh, Raza, my wife, of course, has been wonderful and she is showing more interest, but I still feel like, I still feel annoying mm-hmm. because it's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, Frank, your, your thoughts on like, what, where are you at emotionally with what's going on? What do you expect? Um, kind of the same thing. Um, I think I mentioned it when, uh, a couple of weeks ago when, when, uh, you texted me about doing this show and, uh, you were telling me you had like an emotional reaction to, to the news. And I remember me telling you, I'm having like, a you know, weird time. Uh, I, I was and I, and I mentioned it's like you know what I, I I had something similar but for me it was just kind of like uh, anger mm. and the anger because you know it's like all the people who said hey th- I saw this or hey this ha- this <coughs> happened to me or whatever and you know they were made fun of they were ridiculed you know totally. s- lives were destroyed and it's like now the government goes like ah it, it, it turns out that well, it was real. You know, yeah. we, we did that to you on purpose. Yeah, it's like if you ever if you ever listen to a Whitley interview, it's like you you hear the pain in the man's voice, you know, of everything that, that happened. On that weaponized uh, podcast with Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp, Whitley was on, and Whitley was one of the first guys that talked about like being sort that's of my trash. Uh, that's right, Take being like out. probed and being like uh, raped, raped. Yeah, he, he, says, yeah. he, he calls it, it rape. And he, he he he. I heard that podcast. He almost um, checks himself because he's a probably like uh, doesn't like t- re- reflecting on that. Of course, but also like what a, what a terrible thing to happen. He makes it very very clear he was yeah. assaulted. Yeah, and he talks about like South Park. One of the first South Park yeah. episodes mm-hmm. is like the anal probe episode, and it's completely making a mockery. Yeah, which I understand. Like people people think it's a fun story. It could be silly to some people, but for someone like Whitley. It affected his life in a profound way, good yeah. and bad. But you're right. Like people like him, people like Bob Lazar, who right, Bob might Lazar turn out being one. that they were correct. There's some vindication, but it's also like someone, like a, a guy who was sent to prison for a murder he didn't commit. Mm-hmm. And like he's in there for 30, 40 years. His life has been taken away from him. And then with DNA stuff, like, well, listen. Our mistake. Right. You're free to go. Enjoy your life. It's like, well, cool. I'm free now, but what the fuck, man? Yeah. Right. My right. um, soul is crushed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. yeah my yeah. spirit's broken. My, you know, people, my whole life, people thought I was nuts. What do you guys think about that guy, Whitley Strieber story? Fire in the Sky, good movie. That was no, not that's him. Travis that's, that's Travis Walton. Okay, sorry. Whitley Strieber was like, he had these visitors like that would come to his cabin Travis in uh, upstate New York. Yeah. And... He could almost count on it. He would have people over mm-hmm. to experience these things that would like show up in this cabin. Um, and he had some. How many times have you ta- spoken to him before? Twice. Okay, you introduced me to him once. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. really really cool. <laughs> and uh, Frank took me to Contact in the Desert, the UFO, the big Whoa, UFO thing cool. in the desert a couple of years ago. And I want to go every year with you if I can. Yeah, 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 for go. sure. But yeah. um, so what Whitley's basic story was the yeah just yeah just he's began to get this these. Visitations, I guess that's the term he uses. Mm-hmm. You know, he refers to them as the visitors. visitors, never says aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he, he had, as you mentioned, some very intrusive procedures, very, you know, just traumatizing. Uh, you know, for f- nobody in their right mind would make up these stories. 
and well, go on national t- and stick well, to them I'd for these. Well, I disagree there. I think people um, would. I think I think people, what people will do for attention is limitless. I think that the people that do end up being like the Billy Meyer or the mm-hmm. uh, uh, Adam Adamski. Yep. Those George, are the guys that George, George Adamski. Yeah. Those are the guys that do it for attention because they basically start little cults. I record a UFO but, every day. Right. <laughs> Look at this alien. <laughs> But, you know, a guy like Whitley, I just, you know, I couldn't picture somebody just putting themselves through that, you know, during every interview just for fun. Uh, for I mean, at the time when his book came out, I remember when I interviewed him, um, he said that nobody was buying his book. Like, it was just nobody was touching it. And the Art Bell had mm. him on his show almost like to help him promote the book. It's like, hey, come on the show. And that was one of the first times he was able to tell his story and just be comfortable en- enough to say it. You know, and it resonated with a lot of people because then, you know, the book becomes a bestseller, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So and yeah. it's that, at Ralph's. It, what? Yeah. Still, it's the same <laughs> one, Ralph's. same ones right yeah. there. <laughs> Unfortunately for Whitley too, is that he was, I mean, he's a science fiction writer and yeah. a horror yeah. writer who had this when I heard extraordinary that, claim. When I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. I, and I, it I sucks was, because I was like, kind of bummed out. I kind of wish he was like a math teacher or right, something. Yeah. Right. Or, but at the yeah. same time, think about it. But Okay, but at the same time, and and the reason why I'm saying this is because I've, I've thought about the same thing. It's like, darn, it's like, yeah, it's, that's that was like the worst combination if you want to believe a wild story like his. But suppose that these entities, these beings or whatever, knew who he was, what his abilities were. You know, this guy is subservient. This guy's a writer. He notices. He's a communicator. Yeah. Yeah. What better person to bring along to then retell this experience with that level of detail? That's interesting. It could be. I'm not saying that that's the reasoning. I'm not saying that's what happened. I like the take. But, you know, I I believe that we wouldn't know as much uh, uh, about his experience if it would have been, you know, I don't know, somebody else. He kind of brought it to the mainstream in a lot of ways. I mean, a lot of what he said became kind of like, uh, 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 standards in like the UFO lore community, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the, the way someone's abducted, what happens to them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it, it became kind of, yeah, like the <laughs> the rules of... Uh, yeah, 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 he set the, set the rules. Yeah, yeah. Did he talk about like being taken through walls and all that kind of stuff? And <sighs> I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't I, remember I, either. One of the things that I, I didn't... I got to ask him next time if I get the, the chance to talk to him, but... One of the things that I read is, you know, that they made a movie about communion, right? Of course. With yeah, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Right. It's a weird movie. Like, I, I always wanted to like it more than I do. I agree. I think that it had... The yeah, little blue if, guy, the fat with little the blue guy. Same thing. And, and actually, Travis, who I, I've spoken to before, I, I've told him this. Like, I felt like, like Fire in the Sky could have been so much better. You know, but he said that the studio wanted to make like a horror movie, so they kind of that, that one scene. It is terrifying in that ship when he's yes. but, it's but he said it's not like what happened. happened. No, he there's, says there's some parts that right. are, you know. So, but anyways, going back to Whitley, one of the things that I got to ask him about is apparently he hated um, <laughs> Communion, the movie, right? And and one of the funniest things to me is you know who did the soundtrack? I yes, yeah, I do. Don't, uh, Eric Clapton. Yes. Good job. Movie but buff. It's, it's the uh, from that what I racist. from what I've read. <laughs> Dirty Jesus. racist. But yeah, from what I read, he 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 was uh, he had a lot of nose candy when he was working on that soundtrack. So that's why that. But yeah, it, interesting. It, it looks like it was just like one of those very '80s, you know, a bit of a Nexus type of movie. But yeah, from what I hear, but so I'm always gonna. I, 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 the chance I, I had a 
you know, the opportunity to talk to Wheatley, I want to bring it up, but I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to upset him if he's like, they be, made a I, mockery of me. You I know? would be curious to know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a hard story to tell, right? Because it like it does, it doesn't make sense anyway. So no. to put it into a narrative, you have to change things. But the nature of the phenomenon is so strange. Yeah, a lot of it doesn't make sense. Uh, I want to wrap up in a moment, but have you talked to any family or friends, Frank? What is the take from people in your life? You know, um, it's funny because my mom, uh, you know, she's not overly religious, but you know, totally reads or you know, she she's read her Bible the whole, you know. All of her life, and is she Catholic you know, or is she? What is no, she? No, uh, Protestant. Okay. So it's funny because I remember, like, some years ago, like probably 2012, 2011, 2012, uh, she was flying back from uh, visiting my brother in Spain. So when she came back, and you know, I was already doing like West of the Rockies, and uh, bring it back. And, by the way, bring it back. I'm working on it. Good. Yep. Uh, and I remember one one time, um, you know. Uh, when she got back, we were just talking, and and then she starts telling me that when when they were flying over the ocean, she she just you know happened to look out the window and she saw this silver disc flying below what? the plane. Now listen, my mom, my dad is the UFO guy. He's the one that got me into this when I was a kid. I blame him for thank everything you, that thank happens. Thank you, Mr. Agueta. Yeah. My mom was like the complete opposite. She's like, that don't exist. And if they do, they're like demons, blah, blah, blah. That it was, yeah, I would yeah. get both sides. Sure. But so my, I know my mom, she would not, you know, but she starts telling me, it's like, you know, I, I saw this, just this, it looked like, like a disc and it was like flying a bit lower than the plane off to the side. And, you know, it was like, you know, during the day. But she says that, you know, she started looking around to see if anybody would react or something, right? And when she didn't see anybody reacting, she started wondering, like, am I seeing things? And then she says, uh, the way she explains it was, it's almost like it went through an invisible door. Like, it just disappeared. Not, It didn't disappear. Interdimensional, dude. Right? Exactly. So I remember, like, wow. And one of my questions was, like, oh, it's... A, do you believe now that, you know, and she's like, I, I don't know. And that is something That's that really a lot of people are going to have to wrestle with is the fact that this, when this is just confirmed and you see them walking around, a lot of people are going to have to come to t- terms with their, you know, everything, everything they've known in life, you know, it's going to be redefined, you know, our history, everything. History, history yeah. books, uh, uh, religions just but i feel uh, i feel like the vatican books. the vatican may have kind of seen this coming because you know preparing for this show i just started looking yeah you know, I, I wanted to just kind of i remember the pope make making some type of mention about extraterrestrials basically the pope said but, obviously we're not alone something right. like that right well he he made i think the comment was uh in i relation hope they have to, delicious to bat- children <laughs> <laughs> baptism he was like you know if we if aliens want to be baptized i would b- baptize oh, them that's right. but before that, in 2009, it looks like the official Vatican astronomer um, did an interview, and he said that there was nothing wrong with believing in God and believing in aliens, and us having some type of extraterrestrial brothers, right? I can agree with, I can, so I can get down with that. I think, you know, the Vatican may have, you know, I, I think they know. I mean, going well, back to that crash from 1933, that right? Was, that was, yeah. the Vatican was apparently involved in, in that retrieval and right you know it so seems pretty... i think they know i think that 
you know, they're, they're, they, they're probably have stuff already in the works so that, you know, they can maintain the, their structure. Let's call it that. They're a business too. I mean, yeah. there's a lot to lose. There's a lot of business to be lost. Whether a lot it's of oil, gold. Oil companies. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the church is a business. They make, yeah. uh, well, I don't know, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars a year yeah. from, from, their, from their believers. Vatican wow. has more money than, than like Oh, yeah. The art, the art they have, yeah, right? The, <laughs> yeah. the gold, everything. It's, it's wild. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm curious to see what happens. I, I, I've been waiting for this literally my whole life. I've mm. been so excited and I find myself getting more scared lately. Mm. It's making me nervous. Like now that it's outside the front door, I am starting to get a little bit more stressed out. Yeah. There's something like I need to reach out to some people I know that are that work in this field. And because there's something that when you watch all these podcasts, Buzz, <laughs> Buzz, <laughs> Buzz, question for you. No, but like there's when you watch these podcasts and these interviews, the people that are kind of in the know, you would think would be in the know. They're all kind of referring to this um, dark side of this contact, the 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 scary part, and mm-hmm. but none of them are saying what that is. It feels like pe- there's certain things people know about what's coming that no one wants to talk about, yeah. and it's freaking me out. Well, I think it goes with what Stephen Hawking said before he died, right? That if uh, aliens exist and they came to Earth, it would be like Columbus arriving to the Americas. Well, that's that's yeah. another thing. It's like I would love to assume that they're here to help and to help with you know get fix the environment and energy and help us re-guide us if they care about us but what if they just want to live here mm. what if they're like this place is pretty cush Dur- you guys ain't gonna do anything about it we're gonna take it hot mustard doritos <laughs> there you go um <laughs> yeah. either we coexist yeah. or what if there's just i mean they're it's not ridiculous to think there could be like a mass extermination or mm. that we become a slave colony, or that we're food. I mean, I, I, anything is possible. We truly know nothing. I'm trying to stay positive, yeah. but these thoughts are, as it's getting closer and people don't want to say whatever the thing is, yeah. Yeah. what the fuck is it? Why isn't it? So so I'm going back and, I'm, you know, if you add up the people over the history of humans, we're talking about, you know, like a trillion people. And we did. How did we hit the lottery? If they're gonna, if they're gonna happen right when, right when we're in our middle age, like, oh, I finally get to be an adult and I can buy an R, I can buy a remote control car powered by gas anytime I want. Anytime I want. And they're gonna come back, <laughs> like fry my brain. I just got this Bronco. I want to drive it for yeah. a while. We did. did we for literally hit, we hit the lottery out of the hundred, uh, the trillion people that are here for us. But the flip side is like we could we could live through it, and it could be something. It really it could be something beautiful. It could. Be be amazing yeah. but the not knowing is the part that is yeah. like frustrating like let's hurry up and get there or if it's bad let's just forget about it let's go back to how it was yeah, yeah. Um, i mean i don't want to be catastrophic either i also want to you know believe uh in in the base case scenario but you know also if you when you look at kind of like the ancient civilizations and cultures unfortunately a lot of their demise seems to happen shortly after there's been a huge influx of knowledge brought up by what appears to be entities that are not human. God damn it, Frank. So I know you're I right. Start. I hate I that just, you're right. Yeah. So what's your best case scenario? Best case scenario is that they're going to help us just kind of, yeah, like uh, elevate our thinking. With You know, I don't want to sound too like new agey, right? But but just kind of just being aware that, you know, th- this reality is not not the end you know this is not what we should aspire to there's more to this beyond this 
Uh, you know, probably they'll say time is an illusion. You know, I, I, I think that, you know. Why like do I that said, for us? Why welcome us into this new thing? To be uh, part of... Because I think we, or well, we, whether you want to call it by, you know, through elites or whatever, but, but we have really isolated ourselves. Um, and we, again, our own arrogance and, you know, just, just humans being what we are. Uh, we, I don't think we live to our full potential. You know, there's all this talk that we only use 10% of our brain. What if they teach us how to use the other 90? What can we achieve then? Mm. Uh, apparently, we can only decipher like 10% of our DNA. What if they show us what's in the, that rest of the 90%? You get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I want to believe that they're, that they're going to come and help us fill in the blanks. Some people are not going to like it. Like I said, they might say Jesus wasn't real, but they might say that he was. Yeah. They, they might say that Jesus was one, one of their right, guys. Right, You know, and then the church is going to have to deal with that and cope with it. So like I said, I, my best hope, at least for me, is that they can help us just kind of piece together our history because mm. I don't think we even know. A lot of like, blanks. You know, there's way too too many blanks. Uh, um, great, great uh, documentary series on Netflix is the, uh, 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 what is it called? The, the Apocalypse. Oh, um, ancient? Ancient. Uh, yeah, I think it's Ancient Apocalypse hosted by uh, Graham, Graham Hancock. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, great guy. I love his books. He's one of the, honestly, one of the most humble people I ever met. The, the, uh, the documentary really opens your mind to this idea that the earth is way older than we believe and that some major catastrophe happened at some point that changed everything and wiped whatever history we had, whatever we knew about ourselves was gone, mm -hmm. you know? So like I said, for me, I hope that they can help us fill in those blanks because at the end of the day, yeah, sure, it's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people, but... Uh, I think in the long run is going to benefit us, you know, to know really who we are and where do we fit in this huge cosmic. What is our puzzle. place in the universe? Yeah. Are well, we just meant to be workers like we are now? Are right. we meant, you know, what? Yeah, what is our I destiny? hope we're meant for more. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Johnny, your best case scenario. They just leave us alone. You know, really? I, I, I like the dialogue right now, uh -huh. I like the mystery. I don't want to hear an end to a story. I don't want to have to deal with some sort but what of... what if it's just the beginning and then there's all new questions? Yes, but I'm, yeah. I'm getting old, you know? I don't want to be Buzz Aldrin, cranky old guy. I just want to look like... Uh, I want to talk about it with you all and have a nice uh, experience, you know, like listening to other people talk about it. I like the exposition of not knowing. I like people wondering. Yep. I like wonder. I like theories. I like wonder is uh, hopeful. I like theoretical uh, uh, anal analysis. I just think that it's fun not knowing, mm -hmm. and I think that is a sport that we're over, we're undervaluing. You know, I just want I want to believe. I have you know the posters right here. I but I that is the fun, is I want to believe. I, 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 the poster says, I know is not as cool, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been made aware because of government document and I don't know. I just like, I, I love, I think the wonder is a little bit more romantic yeah. and, and it's fun to Let that speculate. Take. And, and I mean, and I don't want anyone else's dash hopes to be dash, but I, for me personally, I just think that it's a little bit more of a, I, it's, for me, it's a sporting a thing that's very like, you know, coast to coast has been a wonderful show to listen to since I was in high school, and I I think that because it's because it's magical, it was fucking it gives magical. me like butterflies being like, oh, this is such a cool thing to listen to, and I don't know, 
you know? It's the equivalent of, of the ancients looking up at the stars and being like, what's out there? Yeah, totally. And that's kind of where we're at at the moment, but we might be about to find out what's out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, maybe they just punt it down the road another couple of years, and I hope your 10-year thing is wrong. That's, I hate that. <laughs> well, <laughs> 2027 seems to be yeah. like the official end date as far as like either them coming and open contact, or that could be, other people think that might be when this major cataclysm happens to Earth where things are either over or they're really bad for a long time. But let's try to stay positive. I want to encourage the audience. Thank you guys both for coming in. This was uh, a... Thank you for having me. I think I needed this desperately. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Teflon Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would... At, at USSR Dad, um, <laughs> at Engineer Frank. Is that what you yeah, are on, on Twitter? Uh, uh, Frank on Twitter, yeah, yeah. yeah but. Uh, and on Instagram? Uh, uh, Frankinator. Frankinator. Yeah. Johnny is not on Instagram, which is No, I, I was I was for a while, but then uh, I stopped because I, I, every time I opened it, it made me feel terrible. Mm. I would scroll Fair. for like 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, everyone out there is so much cooler and better and better at their <laughs> stuff than I am. And I, so I was like, you know what? I can get rid Dude, of this feeling. just wait until people start posting up with their pictures of the aliens. Right? <laughs> the first one to meet one. You know what I mean? I'm doing um, that will be the biggest flex. Thank you to the audience for uh, bearing with me as I go through this uh, this wild journey. It's been fun. I'm, I'm a little scared. Mm-hmm. But uh, I encourage everybody to have an open mind, including myself and you guys. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully we'll do more of these shows. Maybe this will become its own spin-off podcast mm-hmm. at some point. It's called yeah, Fuck th- Mick West. Fuck oh. Mick West. That'd be a hilarious <laughs> name for a podcast. Hopefully they don't reveal everything because otherwise we're going to run out of things to talk about. Once, yeah. once the secret's out, like we're done. Like well, the, We can rest again, this I topic. Think, I think it's all just starting. I mean, we'll see. Just go back um, to talking about Shohei Otani. Right? That's it. <laughs> like, he's cool. Yeah, he's from the a, coolest I mean, human. He might be from another planet. He's yeah. so good. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming here and talking about thank this you. stuff. Uh, I'd like to do thank it you. again. It's always good to see both of you. Um, to listeners, thank you guys. Follow the whole thing, do the shit, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies and listen to Rare Form Radio. <laughs>